This is the Brain Over Belly podcast, solving the puzzle of obesity with Dr. David Brown of Idaho BMI. Many of us grew up being told breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Well, what if it's actually better for your health and your weight to not eat breakfast? Dr. Brown is a big fan of fasting, and today we learn why. Here's your host, Rick Dunn. Today I am here with Dr. Brown. We are going to talk in depth about fasting. It's another one of those topics where you say a lot of people have been misinformed. Correct, Dr. Brown? I think so. So what is the biggest misconception when it comes to fasting? Well, I think the traditional idea that we've all heard and been taught since the time we were kids is that we need to eat three meals a day. Breakfast is the most important meal. You got to eat it. Yeah, I still Um, hear that. Yeah. Um, Or even a lot of trainers and physicians will encourage people to eat four to six small meals a day. And uh, I I disagree. You don't preach that at all. (laughs) Not at all. I completely disagree. (laughs) So how do you define fasting then? What is fasting? Well, not eating. Um, And what I teach people is um, drinking a lot of water, as always, and um, being mindful of electrolytes and vitamins. So uh, fasting. Uh, used to be when I uh, would go to the OR early in the morning, I had to have breakfast. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I just did not do well. Just frustrated and grouchy and hungry. Your, your body was used to having yeah. breakfast every morning around the same time, probably. Yes. And now... If I eat before noon, I get sort of sick. I don't feel good. So it's really a matter of adaptation and training our bodies uh, to do what we want them to do. So, yes, I, I think uh, it's important to have periods of time where we're not eating food or calories, which I don't use that word often because th- people think we need to be counting calories. No, no. Just not eating. But as we're not eating, I also think we need to be hydrating, drinking a lot of water. And I take electrolytes, as I do. And why why is fasting good for our bodies? Or what, what is it doing exactly? Well, a lot of things. It's just fasting is just as important as eating. And we think, oh, we got to be eating in order to stay alive. And that's true. Or I hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm tired. I need to eat food. Yeah, it gives me energy. Yeah, no. It doesn't? Well, ultimately, over time, yes, you need to eat food. You got to eat food sometimes. (laughs) We're not telling you to never eat. But the body is so much more elegant and sophisticated than that, than just dumping in food. Grr, I got energy. It's, It's different. I mean, if we are to understand the way the body can function in an optimal way, there's a lot of flexibility. And. So, yeah, fasting is as important as eating. So, you know, I th- think of a battery. Uh-huh. And the nurse practitioner works with us, Kate Armstrong. She likes to use the example of a boom box from the 80s. And a lot of people don't remember that. I oh, sure do. Oh, I do. Oh, man. <laughs> or I just, used to have my parachute <clears throat> pants on, my boom oh, box yeah. out, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but think of a battery. And one way of using a battery is... Every time you use it or after you use it, you plug it in and you charge it right back up. But actually, in most batteries, to extend the lifetime and usefulness of a battery, it's important to let it discharge. In other words, use it until it doesn't have a lot of charge before you 
charge it back up to the top. Our bodies are really the same way. We have to be cycling in and out of fasting. So with the battery, it was, and I remember this having the old uh, video cameras, kind of like the boombox, right. box, and you'd have to charge the battery. And if you'd only let it go halfway and then you'd charge it, it almost created this memory of where it would start shutting off at that point and you would not get the full charge. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. So you, in all the systems of the body and all the cells, you can develop dysfunction in all of those systems, the proteins and all of those things going on, uh, they become somewhat dysfunctional if we are not allowing the body to sort of clean out or clear out by fasting. And how long are we supposed to fast? Is that different for everybody? Well, you hear all these different regimens out there, the you know, the eighteen six and the five all these yeah. different ways of approaching and I don't know what the perfect strategy is. I don't think anybody does. But um, so, as I mentioned, I don't eat before 1230 or 1. And sometimes I will not eat until the evening. Depends on what I'm doing that day and a lot of other things. Well, like you preach, you listen to your body. If your body doesn't yeah. tell you you're hungry, then you're not going to just go eat to eat. Or my schedule is full and I can't get to it. <laughs> that never happens. You understand that. Um, and again, that's flexible. So I think it's different for every person. I think the principle, the primary principle that's most important is allowing ourselves, allowing our bodies to go without eating. And it may be 18 hours, maybe 24 hours. Now, a lot of people are being tuned into or turned on by this principle of prolonged fasting. And that is fasting for a while, meaning two days, three days, even five or seven days. Is that good that's for a, you? Sounds crazy. Um, if it's done right, absolutely it's good for you. Really? Yeah. So there are a lot of people will, who are in this space of longevity and metabolism and all this stuff who will do a prolonged fast say, every quarter, every three months, or some people do it every six, something like that. Mm -hmm. And again, one of the big questions is what's the right frequency or, you know, how often should you do something like that? Um, so those are areas of debate, and I honestly don't think ever, anybody has the nailed-down answer. Well, because we're all different, it's yeah. got to be a little bit different for each and Absolutely. every one of us, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But the principle that it, I think is becoming more and more well-established is we need to be fasting somewhat regularly. And how does fasting specifically help with weight loss? I mean, what is what is going on? Why is that good if I want to lose weight? We've already talked about that. It's good for everybody to, to some degree. I believe so. Yes. W what about weight loss? Why is it good for weight loss? Okay. So when someone is overweight, what is that excess weight what fat? Tissue? It's fat. Yeah. When when a person is overweight, it's it's weight in the form of fat. Mm -hmm. And so if you can think of it this way, is that if I'm eating five meals a day, three, whatever, and I never, my body body never really needs to tap into that energy source of fat that I'm storing, it won't. And so the all the stuff that's needed to tap into the fat. Mm -hmm. and burn it, 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 you know, you won't, your body won't make those enzymes and all of those systems required to do that. And so for always feeding, always snacking, 
it's just it causes problems with our ability to utilize that stored energy. So fasting uh, really tunes up all those systems involved in being able to access that stored fat and burning it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. What is what is this thing called starvation mode? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Uh, what is that? I've heard uh, it, of course, but, but I don't know if it's good or bad. So I have people tell me regularly that someone told them, oh, I need to eat four meals a day or whatever, mm-hmm. or my body will go into starvation mode. I shouldn't fast because I go into starvation mode and my body will um, lower its metabolic rate or metabolism and the body will cling onto stored fat. It's actually the exact opposite. Um, And it's interesting. You look at metabolic rates. So someone says, oh, my metabolism is really low. Sounds crazy. But when we fast, it actually boosts metabolism. Really? Yes, because we, we start accessing the stored fat. And as we do that, it's all chemistry and biochem nerdy stuff. But as we burn fat, it actually increases the amount of energy our body uses. So you're saying starvation mode is a real thing, but it's a positive thing, or it can be a positive thing. Well, I... Or do you not like that term? I just don't like that term. <laughs> I think it's so misleading. people and make it up. <laughs> so I said the opposite is true. So you can think of this very frequent eating, whatever. We're just eating very frequently. Uh-huh. And I love the analogy of a bear, a grizzly bear. Okay. And it's oh, per- how they hibernate. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it's late summer, early fall. They need to get ready for hibernation, I guess. Anyway, say, think of a brown, a brown bear. <laughs> I was thinking grizzlies. But. So a bear that's re- preparing for hibernation, uh-huh. um, it wants to store fuel for that long period of time where it's not eating anything. So it eats frequently. And what is it? You know, berries come in season. It starts eating a lot of berries. It's fructose. There's a lot of energy intake. And as it does that, fructose and several things signal to the bear's body to lower metabolism and preferentially start creating and storing fat. Hmm. And we're sort of the same way. In other words, if we are frequently eating um, and we're not fasting, yeah, our body will get that same type of signal uh, and we can lower metabolic rate and start preferentially storing fat. Does fasting do anything else that's good for our health? Yes. It does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What Um, is that? Well, you can look in the literature, the the articles, the studies that I think are best uh, structured and designed. The best science out there would suggest that just about every system in the body, the brain, the immune system, muscle, Every system functions more effectively and efficiently when we are fasting. And you can think of it this way. You imagine thousands of years ago when food was not all around human beings and they had to work for it and they went periods of time without eating. Probably that was the norm. Um, The body, when in that state of fasting, two days, three days, it had to become more efficient. It had to function at a higher level to find more food, to hunt, or to ultimately procure more food. And so it sort of makes sense. When we don't eat, the body gets that same signal, and it works its magic in 
thousands of different ways to become more effective and more efficient. So cognitive function actually improves. You can look at the immune system. So we all have been, well, not all, we've heard a lot about vaccinations Yeah. in the last two years. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're, and we're I would, in the COVID times. Right. We, we know. Right. So it's worthy to maybe address this, that, I mean, I think more people have been vaccinated in the last two years than ever on planet Earth. But mm-hmm. a person who is, well, think of the two elements or parts of the immune system. There's that part of the immune system that is supposed to remember exposure to invaders, invaders of our body, bacteria, viruses. So there's a part of the immune system that when exposed to, say, chickenpox, it develops a type of memory so that 20 years down the road, when exposed to that chickenpox invader, your body recognizes it and is able to deal with it without you getting sick. There's this other part of the immune system where it's just, especially in our day, we've talked about inflammation, where it's unregulated, sort of out of control inflammation. And that's a big problem. Well, in someone who fasts regularly, that one of the things that does is it lowers inflammation, this unregulated, out-of-control inflammation, and it enhances the memory part of the immune system. So, someone who regularly fasts, uh, there's good evidence that they will have a more robust response, immune response to a vaccination. So, say you get vaccinated to the COVID vaccine. I would suggest that people who fast regularly are going to generate a greater memory in their immune system Hmm. down the road than people who are eating all the time. So bottom line, you're saying uh, fasting is good for you. It, uh, It makes you smarter. Makes you more aware. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to, because I, I, I want to be a smarter guy, so this sounds good. Uh, it makes you healthier. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and part of it is, I mean, is a, under this umbrella is when we fast, um, our bodies will typically cycle into ketosis, <clears throat> which, you know, when our body's breaking down the stored fat, one of the things that's generated are these ketones, and we've talked before about the benefits of those ketones, but you can think of brain function. Yeah, it enhances several measures of brain function, cognitive function. And I want to say this again because I think you mentioned this, but you're not t- counting calories and, and not eating because you're counting the calories. That's very different than fasting, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Which that brings up an interesting I think an interesting point. If you look at the research over the last 60, 70 years, all of the research in both animal models and in humans looking at, well, what can we do to extend human life? How do we live longer? Top of that list of things that we can do is what's known as calorie restriction. Okay. Uh Um, And that implies, okay, count calories and lower calorie intake. But in the rodent models, for example, Um, time to rodents is different than time to humans. And in all those studies, what they would do is once a day, they would give the rodents, either rats or mice, their food, their chow. And look, what really was happening is the rodents would eat all the food within a four-hour period out of the 24-hour period. So yes, calories were being restricted. What was also happening was... 
uh, long fasting, a 20-hour fast for a mouse, that's a long fast. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. So That could be like a week for them, I mean, in our absolute, time. Yeah, right. it, yeah, exactly. And so looking back, yeah, they were lowering calories, but I think the primary benefit those rodents were experiencing came as a result of those fasts. So how does somebody get started? I want I want to be a healthy faster. Right. What do I have to do? Well, I think that what makes the most sense, you know, just take steps, start practicing certain things. So what I recommend uh, for my patients is start out by skipping breakfast. I like the big smile on your face as you say <laughs> that because we've all heard so many times, breakfast is the most important meal of the yeah. day. Yep. But no. No, I think... I think that's a good place to start. Cortisol, a hormone, stress hormone is highest in the morning typically. And as a result, your typically blood glucose is going to be higher in the morning. So it makes sense to me that's sort of where you start. So skip breakfast, but drink a lot of water in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, Drink lots of water consistently. And you might just skip breakfast and then start your day as far as consuming any food at lunch. But it's just, I would recommend sort of a progressive approach where that's where you start and then you just push back any eating until later in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you feel kind of hungry at noon or one, you don't necessarily need to eat then. You can wait until three or four and and just have your one meal and uh, move on. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, maybe eating once a day is a healthy target. Everybody's different. Um, And I think... Maybe there's some benefit to mixing it up. And that's where this 5-2 approach comes, and that is that you'll, you know, you'll do what's called intermittent fasting, something like that. You'll skip breakfast, and then twice a week you'll fast for 24 hours or something like that where you're okay. mixing it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Makes sense a little bit to do that. It's not really what I do, but I think the, matter, the principle of experimentation is very helpful and useful. Most of us are creatures of habit, so it's right. It's kind of hard to right. reprogram in that three meals a day, and yeah. that's just the way we live our whole lives. And there are problems to that. So, is this what your patients do exactly? What you're talking about now, or is it a little bit different for your patients? This is what we teach. This is to what our we bariatric teach. surgery patients is this progressive uh, practice of. Well, let's limit the window of time in the day that we're eating. And for a lot of people, again, I think the healthiest target would would be maybe eating once a day. And I would favor eating in the late afternoon or early evening. What do you, Dr. Brown, do? So it's easy for us to talk about uh, if we've got to drop some pounds. For those of you that don't know, Dr. Brown is a very fit guy. He, uh, I would imagine you're not really looking to lose any weight, right? Not really. What is it that you do to stay as healthy as possible as far as fasting? Um, okay, so I don't eat before 12, 1230, pretty much seven days a week. And again, I'm not saying that's right for everybody. That's what I do. So um, that's like your short-term fasting or what? No, no, that's every day. That's okay. Roughly like in the last year, two years, I don't think I've eaten breakfast. Um. And then occasionally, I'd say every three months, I'll fast for a couple of days. So most recently, I don't know, it's about a month ago, fasted for, I don't know, I think it was 42 hours. Is that hard for you to be honest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah I, uh, <laughs> but in a different way. 
Is it? it? It's sort of just beforehand. Okay, do I really want to do this? Are we going out to the, Are we going <laughs> out to dinner? What are we doing this weeks. weekend? Because yes. that's when I will typically do it. Yeah. So go out and eat a meal on Friday evening, and then I won't eat until Sunday, usually in the afternoon. So what's surprising is that once you're in the fast, I would say by 18, you know, again, I've been doing this for a while, but 20 hours, 24 hours into my two-day fast, it's really not hard. There's no change in my energy level. And if anything, I feel enhanced mental clarity. Sounds crazy. So is that just a thing that we all make up in our minds that I have no energy because I haven't eaten any food? Or is it our bodies? I would Because you've been doing this for a while, so your body has become accustomed to this. Yes. And so there's this thing called fat adaptation. <laughs> okay. And that is <clears throat> training one's body to burn fat as fuel. If, if that never happens, if a person is always in, eating carbs, never really fasting, you know, eating frequently, there's no reason for the body really to tap into its stored energy. And so, like I said, all the systems involved in burning the fat, they're down-regulated. You know, the genes for all that stuff are just inactive. And so if that's the case, you know, I would call that metabolic inflexibility. So in that case, yeah, if blood sugar gets low... Yeah, your energy level will drop and you feel bad. You know, cloudy thinking, you're grumpy, your energy is low and you start shaking. It's really because your body only knows how to burn sugar as fuel. And as soon as you train your body otherwise, then that's yes. when you start feeling better. Yeah. Um, and it's a process. It takes time, that adaptation period. But once a person is there, there's tremendous flexibility. Um, I have had a patient who travels a lot internationally, Asia and stuff. And and he was very worried moving into this lifestyle. Man, I, I need to eat frequently, you mm-hmm. know, and, and then travel. That's really going to be a challenge. And what he learned is the reality, it's, it's incredibly helpful to really only be eating once a day as you're traveling and doing different things and you're busy and you can function at a as high a level or higher. It's amazing. Yeah. Very flexible. Final thoughts, Dr. Brown? So, final thought, question everything. Yeah. Um, Be curious. Ask questions. Um, People sometimes in the office apologize. I'm sorry I have these questions. And I love questions, and I think all of us need to be asking more questions. But the bottom line is we need to be experimenting with fasting. Um, If we want to live longer... It makes sense for the vast majority of us to be practicing fasting. And like anything else, it's something we practice and we get better at. Dr. Brown, as always, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Rick. We'll see you next month. Deal. Deal.